Welcome to another episode of Books That Make Us Better. My name is Kayla Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Lydia. And I'm Jesse. Well, we're talking calm and stillness tonight, and I think this could be a night that we all could maybe use it. Anyone? Can you put in yes. a round of applause there? <laughs> Sound effects? Yeah, snaps. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. snaps. Uh, this has been an evening so far of everything that can go wrong will. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just say the worst of the night, um, aside from Lydia's internet issues, was the fact I just tipped over my coffee cakes that I showed everybody, so. <laughs> At least it wasn't coffee. And that was a real bummer. Yeah, I almost made coffee and then I thought, no, it's too late. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, crazy person. You have to get up, you have to get up at 4.30. You'd be oh, like the whole time. No. We are talking, god damn it, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> this is Guidepost 8, cultivating calm and stillness. No. And letting go of the anxiety as a lifestyle, which I think is something that every single one of us struggles with. <laughs> Jessie is holding her, her, her face, trying to hide. Just because everything that's going on in the back, everything that's going on in the background just screams the opposite of calm and stillness. <laughs> We're going to try and cultivate calm and stillness in a shit show of a home. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. Whose home are we talking about? All of them. Not Jessie's. She's fucking fine. Her forks, they're doing fine. My appetizer forks are still rocking, guys. Super zen over there. Yeah. Fuck you, Jessie. I'm sorry. (laughs) That sounds very calm, Kayla. Wait till Sunny jumps on the table, then we'll talk about it. Yes, there you go. Yes. Yes. That's true. You live with the abominable snowman. Oh my gosh, she is ginormous. Not normal. But cute. Very cute. We believe the power to change lives is within ourselves. We believe with the right attitude, anything can be accomplished. We believe the amount of knowledge and insight available is limitless. But we don't think life should be taken too seriously. Books that make us better. An alpha media podcast. So I feel like um, talking about anxiety that I I have come to have a very close relationship with my anxiety over the last year and a half or whatever, <laughs> since the pandemic started. Um, so welcome to everybody in the world. Everybody. Hi, welcome to your anxiety. Let's talk about it. Um, I feel like this is not a thing though, that I want as a lifestyle. And I don't know, like I need to talk to somebody who's like, I thrive on anxiety because I cannot I, the moment the anxiety really starts to get me and I feel like close to a panic attack, I, I have to step back. I can do the stillness thing. I mean, I, I'm walking away. So I am, I cannot imagine choosing to willingly put myself in that situation over and over day to day. I don't know. I used to think that I was handling life really well until I started actually paying attention to calm and stillness and like what actually was anxiety and not just the way I thought things always were. And then once I realized that I was like, I don't want to be that way forever. So I agree with you, Megan. I don't want to, I can't live in a state of like the anxiety makes me more productive or something like that's just, mm-hmm. that's not um sustainable for me. No. So one of the best analogies I have ever heard about uh, anxiety, because I, used to have really bad anxiety and also a touch of depression. 
uh, until I got medicated. Now I'm doing fine. But um, it was an analogy of taking a glass of water with like four ounces of water in it and holding your hand straight out. And like at first, the glass of water doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel that heavy. But the longer you hold that glass of water, the heavier it starts to feel and how anxiety is very much like that. Like when you first start to worry about something, maybe it doesn't feel so bad. But then as your brain like circles and the anxiety starts getting really bad, the cup starts to feel very heavy. Uh, And I thought that was a really great analogy. That's excellent. That's spot on. I love the analogy. I'll bring Uh, it back. Now it's, uh, am I this calm or is it Lexapro? Like there was, there was a TikTok um, that was like, do I want to cut my bangs or did I forget to take Lexapro? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's honestly so true. But is this, um, is this an existential crisis or did I forget my sertraline? Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of like yeah. that. We are in it to win it. Video podcasting. No. Like it's saying all sorts of expletives. God bless She's not. I don't think she even knows expletives. Do you know expletives? Oh, she does. I fucking know expletives. (laughs) Oh. I was just going to say, I think uh, when we're talking about uh, pharmaceuticals, our podcast might need ADHD medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Facts. What do we, what is that? Like speed, basically? I literally don't know, but we might try it. Good lord, I don't need my brain to work any faster than it already does. Preach. Um, so what was oh um so back to the anxiety thing so Brene talks about though um like being so anxious about things um that she like had a bit of a breakdown and like literally could not function because she had driven herself to such a high anxiety stress level about whatever was going on that she just couldn't even function which is what she said and you know ended up realizing in therapy like oh, I can't function this way. Like, oh, this isn't going to work. Like I, instead of thinking I need to get rid of my anxiety, she was, that, which is what she was thinking. She realized, oh, I'm going to, like, I can't actually operate this way anymore. I can't continue to put these many things on my plate. Um, I'm going to have to take a step back, blah, blah, blah. And so then she goes on to talk about um, calm and stillness and how these things have helped her. But I like that, um, when she talks about stillness, she talks about how she can't be still and like meditating. And I can't do that either. So I was really, it was really refreshing to hear her um, say that stillness was not a thing that she could actually do. Cause like I do the same when I'm sitting down trying to be, you know, still or meditating, my mind wanders to like groceries or whatever. And then I chastise myself and then I'm like, what's the fucking point? But I can find stillness when I'm on a run. Or I can find stillness when I'm on a walk. And so it's really not a matter of like, you have to do it this way. Um, It's a matter of finding what it is that helps you calm and be still and like center yourself so that you can move forward and not be anxious. And my therapist recently said to try smells. Um, That was, she mentioned a bunch of things, but smells is the one that really worked for me because I like, for me, aromas can really calm me down. And I do have a specific lotion that I got from stripping apiaries (laughs) that is tea tree. And that aroma just calms me right down. So if I feel like on the verge of a little bit too much anxiety or a little too, uh, like maybe I'm going to have a panic attack, then I can try that. And it really has helped me kind of calm and center and bring my brain, you know, back to where I need to be. 
I uh, am also very bad at meditating. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. You're welcome. I've tried. Um, I, I, in fact, purchased the Calm app. That was actually accidental. It was a trial run and it ran out. Um, so I didn't do that on purpose. Headspace is a good app. Um, if you're really wanting to do quick ones, tried it. I have, I did that, but I didn't sit still while I did it. I walked because, you know, they're like, close your eyes, do this. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to go for a walk because I need to keep my body moving. So like, if you know that, you know, that you like need to keep your body moving, but then you need to also have direction for your mind, then you can try it that way. Mm. In movement meditation. In movement meditation. <laughs> <laughs> I actually this sounds really stupid probably but I'm just gonna fuck it I'm just gonna say it I um have found that I get out of my head really well when I work with Scarlett on shit because um it's almost like reverse psychology working with dogs sometimes and so it becomes a puzzle and then when I'm trying to solve a puzzle I don't think about stupid shit. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but I will also interject, fuck Sudoku. I don't do any puzzles. Okay. If it's not oh, a mind puzzle, I ain't puzzle. I love Sudoku. Well, okay. I've I never understood it. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't like it. Oh, I am sure that's why I don't like it. Yes. Mm, well, that's fine. You do. Boo. Okay. So she so... talks about calm. Because she uh, talks to her therapist, right? And her therapist is like, you need to work on calm and stillness. And she said she thought they were the same thing, but alas, they are not. And the way she describes or defines calm is creating perspective and mindfulness while managing emotional reactivity. Yes. <laughs> I got nothing to say to that. I will say, I'll say this. I'm really good at this. Mm -hmm. I can't meditate worth a shit, but I can stay calm in a really shitty situation. Mm -mm. I'm the opposite. I can meditate. I can stay still and silent in a given like space, but I am reactive as shit. Like, yes. ah, especially ah, if it concerns ah, me, ah, if it, if it's like specifically directed at me, then yes, same. I can be reactive. But if it's a crisis situation where it's not involving me, then I can be calm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm immediately uh, defensive. That is my jam. Wondered about the quote in the book related to calm that talks about that, you know, anxiety is extremely contagious, which I totally buy into. I believe I've seen it. Um, but so is calm. And I don't know, like, I just think of instances where like, maybe Michael and I, or there's something chaotic happening. And I'm like, why are you so calm? And it actually makes me like crazier. Like I was not, his calm was not contagious to me. In relationships, I think it can be annoying. <laughs> now she's loudly drinking water. So um, last summer, most of you know the story, but I'm just going to tell it. Wow, she's a very loud drinker. I was uh, separating two turkey burgers and the knife slipped through, was a brand new knife, slipped through the two turkey burgers and went um, directly into my hand. And so um, then a f what can be des best described as a fountain of blood uh, <laughs> then flew out of my palm. And so I walked into the bathroom. I'm like, okay, let's check this out. So I moved the paper towel and there was 
yet again a fountain of blood that seemed to match my heartbeats, which was very peculiar. And so I covered it back up and I walked into the bedroom where my husband was sleeping. And I said, hey, honey, I am really sorry to wake you up, but I cut my hand and I think I need some help. Uh, to which he did not take me seriously because I did not seem alarmed. And so a couple minutes later, I uh, went back in and I said, hey, um, honey, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I really need help. And he gets up and there's literally blood all over the bathroom and blood all over the kitchen. And turns out I had nicked an artery and um, there was blood literally everywhere. And then later uh, we went to urgent care to which I had blood splattered all the way up my arm. And I went to the window and I said, hi, I think I need some help. I have cut my hand um, with a brand new knife block. And uh, we're sitting in the doctor's office and Tony's like, I am really sorry. I didn't take you seriously, but you just didn't seem like it was an emergency. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, it was an artery cut. No big deal. But mm -hmm. like, I am your girl in a crisis. When, when there's blood involved, I can be that calm too. Oh. Like anytime, fucking a Hazel. God, so thirsty. Girl's thirsty. It's just trap. the night. We're just going to have to go with it. Anyway, Cora wants, she, I mean, she always hurts her face. So anytime she hurts her face, I'm like, ooh, it's always like lip or tongue related. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just look at the situation. We'll see. There's usually a lot of blood because your mouth really bleeds. Um, the one time I did, like, she almost bit through her tongue and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this. So I guess I need to take her to the ER, but I was calm and I got there and it was fine. I wasn't freaking out. It turns out the mouth is the fastest healing thing in your body. So like it was a stupid ER trip that cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so then the next time she like <laughs> tried to drive the golf cart and hit her for, well, she hit a vineyard pole and that's like a telephone pole. And then hit her face on the steering wheel and came with a lot of blood. And Grammy Tammy was, I was like, uh, it's okay. Let's just let's sit on the counter and we'll wipe everything up. And I was like, what hurts? And she said her lip and we looked at the lip. It was just minor. And like, because <sighs> she, I mean, she was so scared that Cora could have driven it further. But like, honestly, she couldn't, have, she couldn't have driven it further. But it was hilarious. Anyway, oh. I can't remain calm in the, in the face of blood. I can't do that. This is something Jess, Jesse and I have talked about frequently, well not frequently, but in our PT sessions, when I have things that I'm mad about, my favorite person to tell about them is Jesse because like she gets mad for me. And then like, I don't have to feel those emotions because I just let her do it. And then she's like, well, if I handled this, I would say this, 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 but and don't. Then I do, and then I always preface it with don't do this. Yeah. Jesse's like, a pit bull. I'm this never is, gonna. This is not responsible, but this is what I feel and think right now. Again, I'm a very reactive person. I know that about myself. I'm working on it. I'm trying, but I also just like uh sometimes I feel like uh I there just can't keep my mouth shut. I need to. I'll mm -hmm. do I'm trying to do better, but sometimes I'm just like bah, gosh. Yeah. Ugh, yes. Why? I feel you. So what can we do to remain calm? in these situations we can count to 10 i that's what i highlighted count we can before we respond we count to 10 and look at jesse's face. jesse's face is <laughs> fuck that shit yeah yep. okay, yes I'm it done. does uh, um but i have to say i've seen it work in my toddler yeah. it can work in you too i know and i mean, it's worked I'm for me try. too i'm gonna try i'm trying it's it's a process i need to practice it more I, 
I will say my hardest thing is like responding to people online and trying to be calm. Mm -mm. That is difficult because I, but luckily I have the, I can take my time, you know, online. No one's going to know if I take longer to respond or if I'm sitting there typing and retyping and, and deleting. So that's fine, but it's definitely harder in person. And yeah, maintaining calm is, it can be difficult when, especially when it's directed at you. So yes. I don't know. Counting could be a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We can we'll, give it a go. We'll give it a try. There's the other thing where they're, pardon my dog. I'm going to practice calm right now. <laughs> okay. So the part where they're talking about the ad and how the parents like prep for the situation, like the what if situation of confronting their teen about or kid about drugs. Um, I was like, oh, so like practicing the what if situation. Cause I feel like that can, you can ride the line on that though. Cause like, what if you for example, are always planning for the worst. I feel like that's not always the right path, but maybe you also need to plan for possible, I don't know, blowback from something. So let's talk about stillness. I'm going to keep steering this boat. God bless you. Try my best because I really want to lay down. Okay. I have something positive here. God bless you again. Uh, so stillness is not about focusing on nothingness. It's about creating a clearing. It's opening up an emotionally clutter-free space and allowing ourselves to feel and think and dream and question. Yes, which, as I said before, does not have to be done sitting on your bottom with your eyes closed trying to meditate. I think stillness can happen in a moving state. <laughs> yeah. I think you can be moving in still at the same time. I also really enjoy, um, personally... I'm very into monk shit. And so um, I found that I like listening to like odd audiobooks about that stuff. But does that count if you're listening to something and actively thinking? Yeah, I think so. If it's, but if it's creating, if it's helping you center yourself or creating stillness um, where there was once anxiety, then I think whatever is effective, I mean, I'm here for all of it. If it works, for you, then that's what will work. I liked where they talked about, um, where she talked about the parents and teachers, um, making it harder for kids to understand like stillness because they're always like, uh, calm down, sit still, you know, they like do as I say, not as I do, um, sort of thing. And that anytime that she's, anytime anyone fucking says like model it for your kids, I'm always like, fuck, I messed that up again so bad at modeling it for my my kids like don't be loud and then i'm but i'm yelling stop yelling like what the fuck that's all that's all i got for that what are we supposed to be modeling i'm probably modeling all the wrong things good behavior oh fuck stillness calm self-appreciation things stuff i do like that she mentions that um if we take the time to be still that eventually like the truth of our own lives will catch up to us, which could then kind of bring on all these other feelings because are you not stopping because there's something in your life that you don't want to address and is, you know, stillness can be hard if we aren't willing to like really look at ourselves and evaluate that. So I highlighted that part because 
I can think of people that that applies to. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it struck a chord with me. I, it's interesting if you think of the last two books that we've read, both talk about the stillness and the knowing mm-hmm. and like just really getting somewhere where you can think about yourself and your own situation without all the clutter. I think that's interesting that that is a like repeated theme in these books. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we must be trying to really beat it into our heads. The uh, latest book that I'm listening to right now is called The Buddha and the Badass. And um, he talks about the same thing, uh, except for he talks about getting to know ourselves as far as our core values and letting our core values uh, steer the direction that our life goes. And that as we go through really great things and as we go through really low parts in our lives, our core values have a tendency to kind of shift and change And so like really focusing on the experiences we've been through and then figuring out what our core values are and the things that are important and do they line up with the way that we live our lives. Um, And so again, I think a lot of it is just being mindful to the things that we go through and the feelings we feel instead of just trying to brush everything off and keep moving. I just read a funny part. Uh, when she said, I often say that when they start having 12 step meetings for busyaholics, they'll need to rent out football stadiums for all of America, mm-hmm. every football stadium for real. Seriously. We don't know how to take a break. Uh, uh there was also a TikTok I watched today that talked about, um, how instead of asking people or asking your kids how their day was, um, asking them, have you done, what was the most important thing you did for you today? Mm-hmm. That's a good And one. how it shows, um, like, especially to children, it helps teach them that like doing things for you is also important instead of trying to like, like we all know self-care is important, but like, what is self-care? Self-care is different for everybody, but like, you're almost giving someone permission for self-care when you're asking them like, Hey, what did you do for you today? Like you're, you know, putting that permission out there that it's important to do things for yourself. Yeah. I, my questions are usually, um, did you have a chance to be kind to somebody today? Did you have a chance to share with somebody today? I usually start with how was preschool? (laughs) And we always get the good. And then if I want to hear more, then I have to ask those questions where it really gets her to think. But I love that one. What did you do for you today? Although I'm pretty sure Cora would just tell me even if I didn't ask her. Her friend's got self-care down. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Liam allows three questions at the end of the school day. And that is all. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. No more, no less. But maybe we can. I know. Maybe we can squeeze that one in. I don't know. We'll see. He also lets me know if I take him to school and I don't do his affirmations correctly because Keenan and I have a little bit of different ones. Mm -hmm. He lets me know. That's not what dad says. Well, sorry. I'm not dad. I love that you both do that. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to give Keenan the credit. It was his idea that he's. Oh, I took it from you guys. I love that. Awesome. It's fun to do. I really, my phone, I really enjoy it with the kids. Yeah, it is fun. I like Cora, Cora starts adding little bits. She told me that my affirmation, one of my affirmations is 
Well, first I get, I am beautiful and I am smart and I can drive a car. <laughs> oh, yeah. I but love sometimes that. she forgets that the word affirmations and she says consequences instead. And that <laughs> kills me. Your consequences. That I you love it. Are. Your consequence. <laughs> Keenan started doing ones this year with Liam that are um, uh, manifestation kind of guided. And he's like, so he'll say, I do not chase, I attract. Yes. And I love that one. So I put that into the one I do with Annalise then. We just added that to hers. Love that. It was good. He, that's so true. Liam does attract a Cora all the time. <laughs> she does love him. She wants hugs all the time. And he doesn't <laughs> want to give them, so that makes them more. He might become too powerful. We better watch it. <laughs> uh, it kills me. Well, how the hell do we dig deep with this stuff? Let's talk about that. Let's do it. I do like where in um, Get Deliberate, she said that her anxiety detox included more calm and more stillness, but also included more exercise and less caffeine because that is where I am in life. And I was like, yeah, I get that. Like when she said that, I was like, I will introduce more exercise. You can pry my caffeine out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> I used to need it. And like, I can barely have two cups anymore. Of coffee. I like, mean, I used to be like, coffee. But I mean, I don't need it. I just want it. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy yeah. it, for sure. I love That's coffee. Yeah. And tea. Yeah. I, I like all that stuff. But but I just, like, I just, over the last, like, year and a half, have just really um, started appreciating exercise and moving my body in that way and, like, seeing the results and, like, feeling mm -hmm. stronger. And getting to a point where if I don't go to the gym, then I feel kind of antsy and I feel kind of like I, I'm not getting the opportunity to um, clear my head like I want to. So I understood that. I'm leaving that in. I am, I am an exercise freak and a uh, self-improvement book freak. So I guess those are my jams. There you go. I'm the exact same way about exercise though. I, I just have to, I can't not. And I'm, I have a harder time not exercising than I do exercising. And so I've been trying to give myself a little bit more grace on the weekends because I don't have a lot of mornings that I get up and just like slow morning it. Mm -hmm. Like I, a lot of times, even on the weekends, I get up and I get to the gym. It's the first thing I do, partly because it makes me feel good, partly because it's just very routine and I just do it. But the mornings that I wake up and I just want to stay home, I've been giving myself the grace to just stay home and then wait to work out until I feel ready for it on the weekends. And yeah, that's good. Your dig deep in calmness and stillness might be like giving yourself a break on the weekend. Yes. I think mine is just making sure I get out there and do something, any bit of movement, body movement, and then take my time to think because that's, that's when I do my thinking. So I mean, I'm not, but caffeine can stay in my life forever. Because. When you exercise? <laughs> yeah. When I exercise, sorry, when I exercise, what did I say? Yeah. If I make my body move, then I can think. Yeah. Jesse, what you got? For get deliberate? Well, I think, well, we kind of talked about this, but we weren't recording. I had like, um, I think a midlife crisis last week and like was just overly tired, overly stressed, overly everything. And I was just like, I got to give it all up. I'm going to quit everything. I'm going to quit working out. I'm going to quit doing the podcast. I'm going to quit doing 
all this stuff. And I think it was just literally out of exhaustion. And that, cause then I got eight hours of sleep and I was like, man, whoever was here yesterday was whack. That person, <laughs> she crazy, front but I, front to back is whack. Um, <laughs> but I don't find as much, uh, I don't get a lot of life and energy out of exercise. Like I used to. So I like make myself do it because I know I need to and I want and I want to do it. But then I don't really get that like, oh, my God, I feel so much better, which I used to. I get that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Now I can take like a 15 minute shower and try to put myself together so I don't look like a swamp person when I go to school. (laughs) Well, because I I can't dry my hair with a hairdryer. And so when I go to school, my hair is like sopping wet. So I just look like I like came out of the nasty swamp that I live in. Sorry, I'm definitely. No, hell doing no. It. What happened? My hair would be a fro. Oh, like but that literally, it would be. I mean, maybe, but not when you work around food. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, uh, I would like to interject on this, and this is something we've talked about before. But it's all in how you frame your sentences, and you frame your sentences in a way that makes exercise negative. So you are convincing your brain it. that it's negative. It, I, find I mean, it to it's be negative. but you didn't used to like you've gotten to this point where you're convincing yourself that it's a negative thing and it's not like we different kind of exercise we have a sign up at the gym that says today i get to work out and you have to have that mindset Mm -hmm. with yourself because when you see it's honestly like your mannerisms and all the stuff you do when you talk about it convinces Mm -hmm. your brain it's a negative thing Mm -hmm. and it's not like you're we're all very fortunate to be able to get up and stand up and run and move and move things like it is we are very fortunate that we even have the opportunity to get better and get stronger i agree i think i think about the tiktok that uh the background like voices are like i'm a victim of a hate crime and they're like that's not a hate crime well i hated it and that's how I feel yes. about From the office. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love the of a hate crime. That is not a hate crime. Well, I hated it. Uh, that's <laughs> how I feel about my current situation, and I feel like it's probably just a funk. But I will give myself a little bit of grace because I haven't completely given up, which normally happens around this time of year. So. Mm-hmm. So I'm still showing Jess- up. Jesse's getting deliberate by clearing some things off her plate. Wait, are Just, we working well, out no, I tomorrow? Done- yes. Because oh, you told me last week you were done working out with me. I also said I was done working out on working on the podcast. I said you a lot of things. I was not myself. I mean, if you're already counting on sleeping in, I'm down. <laughs> no, stop it! Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 I will no I have to okay so wait you didn't take things off your plate so now you're not taking things off your plate no I didn't have too many things on my plate I was literally just exhausted and then oh. that, that was the only like way that I could like like how can I not be more so much more okay, exhausted how like about, how how about this the next time you feel this tired just text me and say I need some sleep and I won't be mad at you and I won't judge you but I feel because- like then that turns into then it just like snowballs though. Cause then I will it's like not, one time. I, I won't let you snowball. If you need it, I'll, I'll make sure you have the grace and then I'll ride your ass. Not in a literal way. <laughs> the next week. Please do. Let's wow. be clear. Yes. Let's be clear. Uh, yes. No. And I know that, I but like, I just push, here. I push myself. It's not, a, I didn't show up for you. I showed up for me, 
but also like I know that my I'm a very once one thing goes then it, it's just dominoes here we go like I get that you know all right well next time you're that tired let's just take it's that tired let's I just take this. a day off everything yeah. that just happened here was great this but it, it, yeah remember last time you said hey don't kill me I'm not gonna be there tomorrow and I sent you three hearts remember that three hearts <laughs> But I with knives. I so. can be that person. I can be that person. <laughs> Three hearts. Uh, no, I know. It would definitely. I just am like. I have to be in my mind. I have to be able to do all the things, or I'm not like. I. Why can't I do all the things that everybody? Everybody else does all the things. There's people at the gym every morning. Some even the people I work with at the same building. Like if they can do it, why can't I? Why are they not like? exhausted to the point of like wanting to just die okay well maybe they are they i mean not literally die but like i would have laid on the floor and took a nap if you let me perhaps they hide it maybe i also yeah i'm very uh okay with saying exactly how i feel (laughs) do you think next time i should just be like hey jesse you're not being that uh, great to be around do you want to go home and just rest (laughs) No, you should make me do whatever the hell I did because no, my is... my <laughs> butt cheeks hurt for like three days. Wow, that sounds like some good butt workout. I'm so dizzy. Yeah. I need to know what you did for the glutes. Was it squats? No, it was, it was whatever the... that row machine. Mm, oh shit! Well, that that should have been your uh, adductors, but also you did the death the death march. You did. I walking... did feel like death. Walking I hated it. <laughs> But I did do all of them. Walking deadlifts. That oh. is what got the glutes. You guys, I should introduce you to that. It's so good. It sounds like yes. so good. I know. I just sure. want the I want the fulfillment of a good workout to make me happy again. And I don't know where that's gonna come from. Running. Start affirmations on your way to the gym. Today I get to work out. Today okay, I get to be healthy. And say it out loud. Yes. Hmm. Okay. I'll try, also, I'll try it. I'll try anything. Car. Tomorrow's supposed I'll... to be an A plus day on manifesting, by the way, at sunrise. So if any of y'all are awake at sunrise, which Jesse and I, we might be outside watching the sunrise together. I don't know. <laughs> things, things just keep getting no. weirder. <laughs> the more I am so sorry for whoever listens to this episode. We've about how we're going to get inspired. We've talked about how we're going to get deliberate. Yes. Let's bring it back Lydia, getting take it away. Getting yeah. inspired. So um, Brene talks about uh, being inspired by something that she learned from a book called The Dance of Connection and how we all have patterned ways of managing anxiety. Maybe you're a person who overfunctions, or you're a person who underfunctions. And then... Um, we need to acknowledge that these behaviors are patterns rather than uh, kind of like truths about who we are as people. And then once we understand that, we can work to adjust so that we are handling our anxiety in a healthier way. And uh, I think I'm an underfunctioner. I think. I have to say, I right, hearing that, I was definitely like, oh, these uh, people in my life who are the overfunctioners. <laughs> Because that's who I have in my life. I think I probably am the over-functioner, though, also. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, you know, I'm specifically the micromanaging part. <laughs> when I get anxiety, I'm like, got to do this. We'll do this and that and that. 
So, but maybe as long as we recognize it, we right. can try our best. Like I didn't relate to the being like the one that people in your family worries about, but I, I looked at it as like, if I get really overwhelmed and stressed, sometimes I don't do the simplest of things. Like I let my to-do list build rather than just like tick off the little things and feel accomplished. Like I just kind of like shut down. And so that's how I was viewing that. Cause I definitely don't start to like micromanage or like rescue people, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, you guys, I am a rescuer 100%. Like this is why I find so I've, I think I've found so much value in like training and helping Scarlett because like I can see an impact in how I've helped. And I remember one time my dad said to me, um, you always, you always root for the underdog. You always push the underdog. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I just took that as like such a compliment that like, oh shit, this is my mission. Like to help and rescue as much as I can. But like, I for real took that shit to heart. So Kayla overfunctions. Yeah. Megan and Jesse overfunction. Lydia might underfunction. So our get going is to try different ways to be still and quiet. Try our different ways. So she gives her example that she is, she says, um, to be honest, I'm never more open and emotionally clutter free than when I'm walking alone outside. It's not technically still, but it's an emotional opening for me. So I think just realizing that, um, you can get out of the anxiety or, you know, stop trying to put anxiety in your life as your lifestyle by just trying to insert a little bit of calmness and stillness, and then just being aware of how you act when you become uh, anxious about something so like and then taking that time to like look inward um i think that yeah i like the idea that i love that she always leaves it open like that like experiment she's not going to tell you exactly what to do to get going but like try different things i love that yeah all right I so can, we're all going to come back it. next week and talk about what we did to be still yeah jesse yeah i'm gonna try it i'm <laughs> i try it all Mine, mom. The meatloaf. Mom, God. No, because it's turkey. No meatloaf. No turkey meatloaf. But. <laughs>